Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Okay, guys, we are talking about pantry and refrigerator organization, food storage and organizing so that it is convenient for who is using it. So by who is using it means the things that your husband looks for, make them so he can see them. So he's not yelling across the house. Where's the ketchup? Where's the bread? Where's the milk? I can't find it. Do we have any milk? Like, come on. It's right there in the refrigerator right where it is every week, the same place. So make it easy for him. Don't hide it in the back of the refrigerator. Don't put it on multiple different shelves, put them in the same categories. So some of the categories that I use across the board, like most people's categories, what do you use? What are your kids using? They're going to use the milk, the bread, the um, tortillas, the condiments. Like what else are kids getting from the refrigerator? Any beverages? What types of things do your children get from the refrigerator? I want it to be so easy for them to get the things that they want to use and be able to use them. So if you are thinking about pantry organization, how do we do pantry organization? I want to do the snacks together for my kids snacks. I want to do the stuff my husband doesn't want the kids to eat like his special cereal which is crap cereal that I don't buy for my kids just junky cereal full of sugar. Um, He loves to get those disgusting fruity pebbles that are so full of food coloring that I don't want my kids anywhere near those. So I like to put those way up top. My daughter my oldest daughter is gluten-free so her stuff that I get for her that's significantly more expensive than the things that I'm getting for my other children who eat tons of it and don't care. I want that stuff out of the way for them too. The the back stock, those things, I don't want my other kids, I don't want to come down and find three bags of the same chips open. I don't want to come in and find, you know, multiple containers of the same, you know, multiple packages of the same cereal open or whatever. I want it to just be the one that's being used open. So a lot of times what I do for my family is to put it in a container because I've noticed that when they see how much is in there, it's easier for them to leave the boxed cereal alone, the boxed chips, whatever it is. If they can see how much is in it, they aren't messing with the closed containers. They're just going for the ones that they can see through and that works so much better. Um, It's also more likely to get put away if it's in a container instead of just a loose bag that they may walk around with or um, whatever. So I do the containers a lot for my kids and my, my family. And a lot of my clients do the containers as well, just because it's easier. And when like most of my clients are working with young children or older adults that um, multiple people in a household, right? So when we have multiple people in the household, we have lots of people using the same items and we need to be able to see what's left for, because not everybody is going to be like typically in a large house, 
no matter how many people live there, there's usually one grocery shopper, like one main grocery shopper. Somebody else may stop by the store occasionally, but there's usually one main person that's doing the grocery shopping. And it needs to be easy to take a peek in and see what's missing, see what needs to be purchased, see what we don't need to purchase and we need to use up when we're meal planning. Those are things that I think about all the time when I'm doing any kind of pantry, food storage, refrigerators, any of that. Um, even my clients that have a large um, backstock, like they have a supply cap, like room where they have a lot of backstock groceries, uh, canned food, um, bulk uh, rice and beans and dried foods. Those are, I mean, I like to set it up like a grocery store. When I'm looking for canned goods, I want all the canned goods together and I want to categorize them like vegetables, beans, um, canned fruits, like whatever your categories are. I want to keep those same categories together with my tomato, canned tomatoes. I want my pasta sauce near my canned tomatoes because sometimes we may do to pasta sauce and sometimes we may do canned tomatoes and make our own pasta sauce or do something different right? So we're going to think about those same things at the same time. Now, I don't want my pasta sauce hiding behind all of my cans of tomatoes or anything else. I don't want things hiding. I want them to be easy to see. And one of the ways that I do that is to make sure that the shelves um, and the cans are stackable. I, I am not a huge fan. I like it to look like a grocery store. I don't like my cans sideways. So those can rollers, unless you really do go through a ton of that same exact thing, I really don't recommend those. Um, or if you have a really, really small space, most of the time you can still stack your cans too high. Most of the time. It is very rare that I've gone in a house and you cannot stack two cans high um, in the pantry or the cabinets or anywhere. So that is one of the things that I really like to do. And I try and go all the way back. If we have a lot, we go all the way straight back. Um, say we have the black beans and then we kind of do it in order of either color or um, by the name of the, the category. So like your black beans would be first and then your, um, your navy beans or whatever, kidney beans. You're going to do them in alphabetical order or by color order, whatever you like to do whatever works best for the client. And I kind of just go by what they have also. So if you have a ton of black beans and a ton of kidney beans and like two cans of baked beans or something, and the other ones you have like eight to 12 of, right? So we can stack those a little bit to the side. So maybe you have two rows of black beans and two rows of kidney beans, and you only have two cans of the other type of beans. Sometimes we can do the bottom row would be one type of bean and the top row would be a different type of bean. And we just make sure that we can tell both of those labels, right? That's going to make it still easy to get to, easy to um, use and easy for anyone who looks in the pantry to find it. And also if your labels are lined up so that they're all facing the front and you don't have to look for them. I don't it makes me so frustrated when the shelves are warped and leaning. And so you put your cans and then you stack them and they start sliding. That happened in our last house and it really was disappointing because we had a 
a nice big L-shaped pantry. And it was like I, the shelves, I had to put everything in baskets because the shelves leaned in the other house. And so all of my beans were in one basket and then any of my canned vegetables were in another basket. The tomato stuff was in another basket. So I had to categorize it like that. But I would really prefer to be able to see it and have nice, strong, sturdy shelves. But in a rental, I know it's not always... Rentals are, most of the time, they're very temporary. They're short-term. So you don't want to invest a lot of money into uh, things that would be staying with the home. However, there are some landlords that would make it, some homeowners that are renting to you, that would make it so that you can... um, use, uh, you can put some of the money towards whatever you would put into it. You can show them your receipts or whatever, work out an agreement and have it in writing, um, that any of the, any of the upgrades that you do to the house would come off of your monthly rent or something like that. I know several people that have worked that out when you're renting from a person rather than a company. That's, um, somewhat easier to do from a one, you know, from a, a, single person instead of a company or a corporate um, rental company. Um, In the refrigerator, I know so many people use those. uh, You've seen on TikTok and Pinterest and different places, there's so many different liners that you can get for your refrigerator. But for me, those make me feel stressed because they they, um, take the light they block the light from being able to come through the shelves and you're still going to have to clean the shelves even with the liners on them. So I recommend if you're going to do a liner, do a clear one that is easy. Um, I mean, goodness, you could even do just some plastic wrap over it and like that cling wrap or something like that so that you can just peel that up. That works pretty easily too. You get, get the, um, industrial size ones so they're wider and make sure that it covers your entire shelf but I do want you to be really careful that when you're putting stuff in that it doesn't block the light so that you're not in the dark on that bottom shelf where everything goes to die so uh one of the other things I like to make sure we have adjustable shelves when we are building in a pantry as a you know, so many of my clients have custom built cabinets and custom built pantries. And it is so disappointing when the shelves aren't deep enough, when the shelves are not tall enough or way too tall and there's a ton of wasted room. So when you, if you are looking to get custom shelves, I would highly recommend getting adjustable height shelves number one, and number two, making sure that they are deep enough to fit anything that you're going to put on them. Those wire shelves are just not deep enough, and we need to make sure that they are going to be deep enough for all the things. Sometimes it's easy to put appliances in there in the pantry, and if you can't put appliances in the pantry because the shelf isn't deep enough, Um, You have to find a cabinet or something and move things around and it's not the most convenient way to do it. So I highly recommend getting shelves that are deep enough to put anything on them. Not super deep. We don't want like a three foot deep shelf that you're going to lose things in there. Even two feet is too deep, but 
sometimes 12 inches isn't deep enough. So measure your things. If you're going custom, make sure that the largest item that you would be putting on there, your appliances, anything that you would want to move into there, an espresso uh, maker. And the other thing, see if you can put an outlet in there. If you have a larger pantry, putting an outlet in there so that you can plug in stuff and use it in the pantry is kind of nice. It keeps your countertops clear and I really do like that feature. Um, something else that's kind of nice is those pull-out drawers. Uh, you can get those installed. Not, I mean, honestly, the price difference isn't, isn't really enough to make it a deal breaker on so many of the, the ways that we can set up a pantry. But when you're organizing stuff, Think about who is using it, how it needs to be used for the people who are using them. I love to do all of my breakfast stuff together, all of my canned stuff together, all of my meal prep, like dinner stuff. I would put that all together. My baking stuff, I like that all together. Um, and then the stuff that the kids are going to have after school, um, including cereal. Sometimes my kids will eat cereal after school and sometimes my kids will... Um, eat snacks and chippies and whatever different types of things that they want, uh, as well as their fruits and all of this, you know, the healthy options. But from the pantry, uh, I want to make sure that they are able to get to the things without making a mess. I don't want them climbing the shelves to get to something that's up high. I don't want them, um, dumping stuff out. I want everybody to be able to get to what they need and use it easily. I want everyone to be able to see what's in there. So setting up categories together. Um, if I have an open container, I always put the closed one. Like if I have a back stock, I always put it to the far back of the directly behind it. So cereal boxes, I would do sideways on the shelf instead of forward facing because we're not going to have that many, but you can typically do one box in the front and one box in the back side by side, you know, sides touching. Um, so that it takes up the length of the, the pantry. And then I would also like to do, when you're doing a row, you're gonna do the old in front. The clear containers really truly do help you to be able to see them. And you can think about what types of containers you like, whether you like glass, acrylic, whatever you like, but being able to see how much is left in those containers is so helpful. It really, really is. And it doesn't matter if you're the only one there or if you are. I mean, so many people just don't use things if they can't see them. And so having those clear containers means that you're probably going to eat those healthier options. You're going to eat the um, the trail mix instead of the, just the, the chips because you can see the chip bag, but the trail mix gets hidden in the back or it just doesn't, it's not as brightly colored so you don't go for it. But if they're all in those containers, it also simplifies the look of your pantry. It creates some cohesion instead of, it creates a beautiful cohesive look to have the matching containers. And if you are doing the clear containers, please get stackable containers. <laughs> please get stackable containers. I really love the, um, the ones I got from Target that had this clear white lid. It's acrylic. And then they had this white lid on top of it and they are square and they have multiple different sizes, so they fit nice and tight in a really tiny pantry. I've also used mason jars and other things. So it doesn't have to be anything specific. Those OXO, whatever OXO, whatever that brand is, I've used those and off-brands similar 
with that airtight seal. If you are storing things that you know aren't going to get used frequently, please make sure that you are storing things in an airtight seal. Please. Those chips will go stale so fast if you don't have that airtight seal and the, you know, it's, it's wasteful. So, and we also want to make sure that bugs can't get in and destroy our food. We want to make sure that moisture can't get in. Different climates require different um, protections, right? So, the other thing that I see a lot is people keeping things that are far past their expiration date because it was an expensive item, but they don't like it. So, they're keeping it thinking they'll maybe come up with some way to use it. Can you guys please stop doing that? Post it, uh, put it in a brown paper bag, like a grocery store bag, and set it out at the curb. Post a donation option. Like, we can do this for free. I post free food, curb alert, and donate that stuff. Drop it off at the shelter. Just make a post on your personal Facebook page. Hey, does anybody want any of these things for your friends? Like, sometimes your friends want it. Your next door neighbor may love those items. Like, there's so many ways that we can do this and make it easy to share and not let that food go to waste. The other thing is when you have things stored in multiple different places, a lot of times you will have, when I go in a pantry and it is unorganized and they just have stuff plopped all over it, especially in a large home with a lot of people in it, I will sometimes find six packages of the same item open, all of them open. And they didn't, the homeowners have no clue that they have this many items. And most of the time it's the same exact brand, the same exact items. And they just are all open because nobody knows exactly where to find it or where to look. So organizing your pantry and your refrigerator, and it's the same thing for your refrigerator. For my refrigerator, when I put, when I put the, the, fruits and vegetables, if I go ahead and get them, wash them and set them up in clear containers in the refrigerator, the kids will eat them. If I hide them in the veggie drawer, no one's touching that. But if I get celery at the store, we'll just use that as an example. If I get celery at the store and I wash it off and I cut it a little bit shorter and put it in a container, it is gone in days. Like my kids will just come by and grab the celery and walk around eating a celery just like they would an apple or a carrot. They just love it. So (laughs) packaging it, putting it where you're going to see the healthy options, getting those clear containers so that you can see what you're looking at, see what you have available, and also doing a little bit of food prep. Like when I get vegetables at the store, if I wash them immediately before I put them away, Going to the grocery store is one of the best ways. Like before I go, I want to do my grocery list. So real quick, clean out the pantry, clean out the refrigerator, make sure I take out those empty boxes, anything that's open, any of the fruits that are um, past their prime, right? We can go ahead and put those in the compost or we can freeze them or we can set them aside for a smoothie or for baking and... Uh, just move them out of the way and make a shopping list so that I know what I'm getting and then make room in the refrigerator by quickly wiping down the shelves and you don't have to clear everything out when you're wiping down the refrigerator. I do prefer to start at the top because crumbs fall down and they get on, if you start lower, the crumbs will be back on those lower shelves before you finish the, the refrigerator. 
And even if you think you don't have any crumbs in the refrigerator, you're going to have some crumbs in the refrigerator. I don't know how it happens, but it does. So just trust me, let's start at the top, work your way down and you just have, you can just move stuff left to right. Um, you know, move stuff to the left side of the, the shelf, wipe it, move the back, you know, check the bottoms, make sure there's no sticky spots and then move it back to the right side and set it up when you're done. But as you're doing that, make your grocery list, do your mental check. Oh my goodness. We have three of these open. Um, let's see if we can contain them together. You know, if it's the same exact thing with a similar expiration date, put them in the same container. Um, if not, maybe move your other stuff. One of the things that I love is that we've had two refrigerators for a while. Um, so I move the back stock sometimes to the garage refrigerator and I keep the stuff that's open, the current use items in the kitchen, the stuff that needs to be used up, the leftovers, that's all in the kitchen refrigerator. And then we put in the back stock refrigerator, the drinks, the extra drinks, um, the extra milks, the, you know, the bags four and five of apples that we've purchased, you know, things like that. I have so many different things and that we purchase, or if I have a meal that I'm planning, um, that has several ingredients that need to be together, I will put those in the second refrigerator as well. So when I, I know it seems weird to some people to think about having two refrigerators, but when you have, sometimes I will have eight to 12 people that I'm feeding for multiple meals and one refrigerator, I don't have room to store a week's worth of groceries for that many people. If you really think about it, there isn't a lot of room in a side-by-side -side refrigerator to store things and larger items just don't fit sometimes like a huge frozen pizza or even a pizza box. They don't fit in a side-by-side -side refrigerator. So I love our second refrigerator that has the top is the refrigerator part and the bottom is the freezer part and it's not a drawer freezer. It's a it's a, um, it just opens. It just happens to be on the bottom. I absolutely love the way that one is set up because it's so easy to use. So I, I just think that when I am planning how to organize my clients, closets, cabinets, kitchens, refrigerators, pantries, making sure that the things are actually going to fit in them. And if you're purchasing a refrigerator or getting your pantry redone or having custom cabinets built, think about what containers you're going to use in those places. I go to so many kitchens and the plates don't fit in the upper cabinets. Your platters, you can't even get them into the cabinet because of the bar in between the cabinet doors. It is such an, if that is not a, a support beam kind of board across the front of your cabinet, you can have your contractor cut that board and attach it to the cabinets, um, the cabinet doors. So even if you're in a home that already has that board in between the cabinets, you can have that cut and attached to the cabinet itself, the cabinet door, so that you can open and have access to the full width of that cabinet. Um, and the same for refrigerators. I get so frustrated when things just don't fit in the place. So you have to take them out of the packaging or rework the whole thing. I, I do not like to have um, a mess in the refrigerator. I don't like things to be stuck in the freezer at an angle because they don't fit properly at, you know, the flat way or 
so I just want you to think about when you're purchasing stuff, are the items that you're going to be purchasing on a regular basis, are your dishes, are your, um, the bins that you would like to use, will they fit in there? So many times I go and the bin is just an inch or two too long for the door so it doesn't close properly. It, custom cabinets are the worst because there's literally an inch Sometimes it's only half an inch, but it prevents the cabinet door from closing. So <laughs> it is really, really important when you are creating and designing things to make sure that you have the width, that, the depth that you need on the shelves <laughs> and make sure that you have room to put things. So when you're doing a pantry organization and you want to buy bins for, your, um, for the food and product, then make sure that the bins are actually gonna fit. You can measure the shelf depth, you can measure the width and the height, and make sure that if you get a choice, get adjustable shelving. <laughs> Please get adjustable shelving, it makes such a difference. Sometimes you have a lot of lower items that it can be in baskets and you can make uh, that shelf um, closer to the one below it. So then you have a little bit more room to work with at the upper shelf for taller items or stacked items and that makes it so much more functional and so much more practical <laughs> but I also think about just creating you know, if you cannot change any of the designs set it up in a way that makes it so easy to use now in our house right now our pantry is a fraction of the size it is literally a third or less it might even be a fourth the size of our last pantry. It, it probably is a fourth of the size. It is so small compared to what we had before. And so I've had to really think through how I'm gonna do food storage in here. And right now I'm using a dresser in the dining area of the kitchen. It works for the kids' snacks. That way they're not messing in the pantry. That's really, all the meal prep stuff is in the pantry. Um, and then I use containers for cereal. So it makes it a lot easier to think about for the kids, making it easy for them to use. Think outside the box. You don't have to do everything just because it's kitchen item. Like this is literally a bedroom dresser that I'm using in the kitchen. It doesn't look too bedroomy. You can style it, the top of it to look like a buffet, but the point is it works for what I need it to. It sorts the things into categories. It makes it really easy for my kids to pack their lunches because all their things are right there together. Then they have their refrigerator stuff. It's in the drawers in there. It just makes it easy and functional. And that's what I want you guys to think about when you're planning your spaces. If you have any questions, I would love to help you with them in the, um, Facebook group. So come and join me in there. Ask those questions. You can send me an email. I will try and respond, especially if you send any pictures. That is so helpful for me to plan out your space. Send me pictures, send me all the details, and I will do my very best to get those answered in the Facebook group. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I love you guys so much, and I will be praying for you. I hope that this episode has been helpful and that you enjoy some of these quick tips. And if you are planning a custom design, please, please, please measure and get adjustable shelves. You need to make sure that those shelves are deep enough and that you can adjust them a little bit. All right. You guys have a great time. I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. 
is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?